Welcome to Season 1 of the Jesus and Justice Podcast. I'm your host, Rev. Peter J. Spann. This is a place where people of faith and moral consciousness will hear messages and discussions about faith, culture, politics, and justice in a way that is interesting, thought-provoking, and works toward building the beloved community. This season, we will focus on a sermon series I preached entitled By Faith. I pray this series blesses and empowers you to keep the faith during these trying times. Let's get into today's episode. Thank you today, my sisters and my brothers. And uh, I like to tag this text today with the title of the foundation of a fortified faith. The foundation of a fortified faith. This is part one of our series by faith. Our sermonic claim is this, uh, or our theme for those of you who are taking notes, that a clear and conscious or a clear and concise definition of faith equips and empowers us to trust God to lead us on our path toward our purpose. I'm going to give that to you one more time. A clear and a concise definition of faith equips and empowers us to trust God to lead us on our path toward our purpose. People of God, the story is told of a large jetliner that was in flight, that was uh, taking passengers to their destination uh, when they began to run into some terrible turbulence. And the plane, it went up and down and up and down, and the plane is shaking and it's rattling and it's moving and it's losing altitude and it's, and it's, and it's really just bouncing up and down and everyone on the plane was hollering and screaming uh, and, and going crazy except one little girl who sat directly behind the cockpit. And when everything returned back to normal, when the plane finally evened out and got out of the turbulence, there was a lady sitting next to the young girl. The girl had to been about nine, ten years old. And the lady, she leans over and she says, she says, young lady, I'm impressed by your calmness. Everybody else on the plane was really upset, but you sat there as if everything was all right. Why were you so calm? And then the little girl, without skipping a beat, she looked up and she said, I wasn't afraid because my daddy is flying the plane and he promised me we would make it home safely. Oh, my sisters and my brothers, I think that girl is speaking to us today. She was able to stay cool, calm and collected because her faith was in the promise of her father, who was also the pilot. You see, it was it was because she valued the past promise of her father more than and above the present problem she was facing, that she was able to be tranquil in the midst of turbulence because she went all in on her father's promise and not the predicament. You see, my sisters and my brothers, sometimes we claim to have faith, yet wonder why what we wonder why we haven't claimed what God said we should have. Oh, I believe that's somebody's testimony today. Sometimes it is not faith that we are missing, but rather a real understanding of what faith really is. You see, many of us, my sisters and brothers, have not stepped out or stepped into our purpose 
or our destiny because we have not had a clear and concise definition of faith. You see, even the times when we have stepped out, our, our foundation wasn't strong enough, so we misinterpreted a detour as a denial from God or a rough patch as a rejection, all because our foundation was not strong. But there is good news today, my sisters and my brothers, that you are going to fortify your faith and stabilize your spirit. Just know today, my sister and my brother, that faith simply means this. It means acting like God is telling the truth. Oh, yeah, you may want to write that down. Faith is simply acting like God is telling the truth. Yes, we learned that from Dr. Evans in our Bible study where we're discussing uh, victory uh, in spiritual warfare uh, this week. And we were studying the shield of faith. And we talked about how, how faith is simply acting like God is telling the truth. You see, it is, it, it is about positioning God's authority above any attack or adversity. You see, when I'm, when I'm rooted and I ground myself in God's promises, I won't be moved by my circumstances. Yes, circumstances are temporary, but our God is eternal. Somebody needs to hear that again. Our situation, our circumstances are temporary, but our God is eternal. So if God is who he says he is, then I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have to lose my mind when my money gets low. I don't have to worry about my court date. I don't have to stay up all night worrying about my child because God's truth can endure any tragedy or temporary calamity. You see, but but how do I get to that point, preacher? How how will I know, pastor, once I've reached that level? Does God offer or a guide or give us a way to gauge if my faith is strong, if my faith is standing on a firm foundation? Well, there's good news today, my sisters and brothers. In today's text, we see exactly what goes into fortifying the foundation of our faith, making sure that we know what we believe and why we believe it. Let me go ahead and give you the context to help you better appreciate the content. You see, Hebrews, my sisters and my brothers, is, is an interesting book because there is no definitive authority regarding uh, who's the book's author. You see, some believe it was Paul. Others have said uh, it was Luke. Some believe that it was Clement of Rome. Others uh, have attributed Apollos and Silas and, and, and others. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, it's not about the who of Hebrews, but the what and the why. You see, my sisters and my brothers, Hebrews was believed to have been written to Jewish Christians, not, not just because of the, of the title of the book, uh, but because of the frequent use of, of the Old Testament as an unquestioned authority. Because of that, it is written to Jews uh, who, who had come, uh, who had been converted uh, to Christianity. And so we see here, we know that the, uh, these are Jewish Christians. Why? Because of the frequent use of the Old Testament as the unquestioned authority, it, well, the, the assumed knowledge of the sacrificial uh, ritual and the many contrasts between Christianity and Judaism, which are designed to prevent the readers from lapsing or going back into practicing Judaism. You see, throughout the letter, the writer is stressing the superiority of Christ over the Judaic system. 
Throughout this epistle, the writer tells the readers that Christ is better than the angels. Why? Because the angels worshipped him. That he's better than Moses because he created Moses. That he's better than the priesthood of Aaron for his sacrifice, meaning that of Jesus, was for once and for all. You see, Jesus is better than the law because he mediates a better covenant. In short, there is more to be gained in Christ than to be lost in Judaism. So we see here pressing on in Christ, which the writer is trying to teach them, produces a tested faith, self-discipline, and an a visible love seen in good works. My sisters and brothers, Hebrews 11 was written to Christians who used to be in Judaism and are now thinking about going back because they are experiencing persecution from other Jews. It, it, was, a, it was a result of the persecution that, that they were experiencing that led them to want to go back to their old faith. You see, in a real sense, their faith was in the invisible things of the world and not in the invisible realities of Almighty God. If you if you if you've even been saved my sisters and my brothers for just a little while you know that Hebrews chapter number 11 uh, is lauded by many of us in Christianity as the hall of faith it is in this chapter that that many of the heroes and the sheroes of our faith are placed before us and it is this chapter that helps us to understand true biblical faith according to uh, uh, biblical commentator Warren Wearsby, he said that true biblical faith is confident obedience to God's word in spite of the circumstances or the consequences. Oh, I'm going to give that to you one more time. True biblical faith is confident obedience to God's word in spite of the circumstances or the consequences. And in today's text, we get a true understanding of what that is and what that looks like. Here we see, uh, people of God, three principal truths that God uses for us to build a firm foundation for our faith. You see, once the foundation is built, I will be able to see the unseen and watch this and be empowered to do the unimaginable. A firm foundation of faith, first and foremost, number one, it gives me assurance that my aspirations will be achieved. Yeah, a firm foundation of faith, watch this, gives me assurance that my aspirations will be achieved. Look at verse number one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. I don't want to lose my King James Version, folks. Y'all know what it says, what we grew up in Sunday school. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But I believe that the first translation, my sisters and brothers, Lee, reads a little bit more accurate to the original text. You see, that word substance can be translated to assurance, which, which, which literally means uh, something to stand under or to support. Now, stay with me on this. So, so faith to a Christian is what a foundation is to a house. It, it gives confidence and assurance that the house will stand for the simple fact of what it's built upon. You see, faith is the confidence of things hoped for. You see, when a, when a believer has faith, 
it is God's way of giving us confidence and assurance that what is promised will be experienced. And then that word evidence, the evidence of things not seen, is, is better translated conviction. It is the conviction. This is the inward conviction from God that what he has promised he will perform. You see, our, our Christian faith means that our heart's conviction is enough that God will keep his word. Are you praying with me? You see, one, one writer broke it down like this. Just as our physical eyesight is, 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 is the sense that gives us evidence of that there is a material world. You see, faith is the sense. Faith is, that gives us, watch this, it gives us evidence of the invisible and spiritual world. So you see here, physical eyesight produces a conviction or an evidence of visible things. So faith is the organ. Faith serves as our spiritual eye, which enables us to see the invisible. You see, and I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but God has shown you some stuff in the invisible that feels just as real as the visible. You see, you want to act on it, but it doesn't make sense. You want to say it, but you don't have proof that it will work. You want to step out into it, but you're worried that you don't have enough proof. You don't have enough research. You don't have enough evidence. But the Lord led me here today to come through to your screen, to come through to your phone today, to let you know that you have all of the evidence that you need. If God spoke it into your spirit, you see it is you you, you see it you see it in God's word, and you know that you know that you know that is all that you need. That is all of the evidence, my sister. That is all the evidence, my brother, that you need. Dr. King said it like this. He said that faith is taking the first step without seeing the entire staircase. And every now and then God will speak something into your spirit and dictate a directive or drive you in a certain direction without all, without you having all of the facts. And we must make up our minds to trust or remain trapped. Do I trust or will I remain trapped? And I believe some of us are trapped today because we didn't have the right definition of faith. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not your circumstances uh, that are holding you hostage. It's not your lack of connections. It's not your lack of education. It's not your lack of friends. It is the reluctance and the refusal to act as if God is telling the truth, even if you cannot physically see it. My brother, you can start that business. My sister, you can write that book. Yes, you can get out of debt. Yes, you can retire with your mind and your money and your body intact. Yes, you can remarry after death or divorce. Yes, you can lose that weight. Yes, you can get that degree. Yes, you can find peace on your job, but it's not going to happen with all the data laid out in front of you. There's not going to be a huge cheering section behind you. God is not going to send you a text day by day and give you the day by day plans as to how it's going to work. No, baby, it's only going to happen by faith. It's when I truly believe that God is telling the truth. Come on, let's break down verse one again. It says, faith is the substance or the firm foundation for those things in which I have a confident assurance 
or expectation that God will bring to pass. Oh, I like how Sounds of Blackness, they said it like this. They said, I believe in the power and I never, ever doubt every minute, every hour, I believe. I believe in myself because I know I'll get my help from the power in the sky, I believe. And not only that, my sisters and my brothers, the second principle uh, truth that we get from this text uh, is that a firm foundation of faith is expressed by the example of our elders. A firm foundation of faith is expressed by the example of our elders. Look at verse number two, it says, for by it, the people of old received their commendation. Oh, I like how uh, the voice translation of the text says it like this. It says that it was by faith that our forebearers were approved or, or received a good testimony in, 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 in other translations. So it was by faith that our forebearers were approved. You see, God approved of our elders and all who we'll read about in this chapter, all because of their faith. And my sisters and my brothers, not only does faith by definition give us the assurance that our aspirations will be achieved, this assurance is grounded and girded in the examples of those who came before us. In other words, our elders gained a great report and reputation, not because of what they did, but because they did it by faith. Oh, you see, they, they stepped out on the courage of their conviction and trusted God to do what he said he would do. Last year, my sisters and my brothers, uh, uh, my daughter and I, we went to go see the movie Harriet. And this was the movie about Harriet Tubman and how she helped some uh, 300 slave or it's 300 enslaved Africans make it from the south to the north for freedom. And you see, Harriet was known to have visions from the Lord. Harriet talked about using her nighttime dreams as to where to take the slaves so that they could be free. She also had waking visions uh, uh, that would modify the dreams if, 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 if she felt like, uh, you know, you better stop here or not go here or go this way or go that way. You see, Harriet Tubman literally relied on the voice of God to use her to deliver her people. You see, think about this. A woman that scholars say was probably about five foot two, this small, uh, petite woman, she is going up against an entire system and structure of racism and oppression and slavery and trusting God literally every step of the way. And thank God for Harriet Tubman, but we have so many examples in our lives. We can look at our parents and our grandparents who dealt with Jim and Jane Crow in the South, endured sharecropping, lynching, race riots, unemployment, underemployment, all because they believed that if they could endure, that we could excel. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time. They believed that if they endured, then we could excel. They worked as the help because they believed we could rise higher. They rode the back of the bus so that we could one day own the bus company. You see, God gives us examples to eliminate our excuses. Oh my God from heaven. I'm going to slow down and say that one more time. God gives us examples to eliminate our excuses. 
You see, don't tell me what you can't do because there is somebody out there who's gone farther than you with less. Folks who have built ministries in the middle of racism and segregation. Entrepreneurs who couldn't have ever dreamed of getting a loan from the bank who started businesses. Folks who have held marriages together and raised children all while wondering where their next meal is coming from. And they all did it by faith. My sisters and my brothers, uh, uh, in history, February 1918 to about April 1920, an estimated 500 million people contracted the Spanish flu. This was a global pandemic that killed about 50 million people and an estimated 675,000 people right here in the United States. But you know what else happened during that time, my sisters and my brothers? Madam C.J. Walker's hair care products business was at its height making her the wealthiest African-American woman, um, really a millionaire in the United States, the first African-American uh, female millionaire in the United States. So somebody's saying, why are you telling us this, Pastor? You see, because some of y'all are saying, I can't do this or I can't do that because of the coronavirus, that if it wasn't for COVID-19, oh, I'd be really uh, making some moves, or if the police weren't killing black people, or if Donald Trump wasn't president, but I stopped by to tell you today that it doesn't matter what's going on around you, because you and I have a history and a heritage of people who can make something out of nothing. We come from a people who stood up when we were told to sit down. We come from a proactive and progressive pedigree that seems I ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me around. I ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to freedom land. But not only do we have a physical lineage of faith, we have a spiritual lineage of faith. Noah built an ark before it ever rained on the earth. Abraham set out on a journey because God told him to. David stood before Goliath with just five stones and a sling. Esther went before the king, before the king and declared, if I perish, I perish. You see, my sisters and brothers, every now and then, you need to remind yourself that I come from a faith that says in all these things I am more than a conqueror I come from a faith that says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I come from a faith that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and not only that my sisters and my brothers uh, the third principle uh, principle truth that we get for building a firm foundation of faith is that a firm foundation of faith uh, presents past power and the present possibilities of God's word. A firm foundation of faith gives us past power. It shows us the past power and the present possibilities of God's faith. It shows us the past power and the present possibilities of God's faith. Look at verse number three. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. You see, it is our faith that reveals the power that lies in God's word. Now look at the first part of verse number three. I, I, I like this. Uh, the first part, it, it tells us that the universe was created 
by the word of God. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. That is enough to shout right there, my sisters and my brothers. In other words, by faith, by faith, I understand that everything was created by the word of God. Now, this goes back to a term that we learned in seminary, and I might as well give you some of this uh, uh, training as well. I had to, I had to sit through it. So, so the the term is 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 called ex nihilo, and it is, it is Latin. It literally means out of nothing, or that God created everything uh, uh, out of nothing. Even the matter that was used to create the universe was created by God with the intent of creating the universe. You see, let me help you out. You see, the, the, the Big Bang theory, that's a scientific theory. It offers no explanation of cosmic existence, only a, a description of the first few moments of that existence. But even if the Big Bang theory is true, somebody had to light the fuse. Somebody had to light the spark. Somebody had to drop the needle on the turntable to get the party started. Oh, can I, can I put some Bible on this? Genesis chapter number one says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, that's too much Old Testament. Can I go to the New Testament? Now we're talking about Jesus. John chapter one, verse one says what? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was was God. And I don't know who needs to hear this today, but if God can create the entire universe universe with just his word, what do you think the word can do for your life? You see, the past power of God's word offers infinite possibilities for your present. You see, God doesn't need anything to work a miracle in your life. He can do it ex nihilo. So stop worrying about what you don't have and start focusing what you do have. You have the word of God. You see, God doesn't need anything to be God in your life. Oh, and, and can I push this a little bit further? You see, this, this is going to make some of y'all mad, but God doesn't even need you. He, come on, somebody. Somebody can think back over your life. Has God ever opened doors in your life that you never knocked on? Has God ever introduced you to people that you never thought you would meet? Has God ever got you out of a problem that you saw no way out of? You see, the past power of God's word is the inspiration for the present possibilities that it can create. My sister, my brother, just speak the word of God in your life. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Can I go ahead and stay in Isaiah? Isaiah 43 uh, verse number 26 God says, put me in remembrance. He's speaking of his word. He's saying, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. How many of y'all know that the word, the word of God will guide you? Psalm 119, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, what your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. The word endures. How do we know that? Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 21, verse 33. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. 
You see, the word of God lets us know that we have yet to tap into our real power. You see, we, we can change this world by the word of God. We can get justice by the word of God. Racism can end by the word of God. You can get out of debt by the word of God. Your family can reunite by the word of God. Your family can be, your body can be healed by the word of God. Addictions can be broken by the word of God. Strongholds can come down because and by the power of the word of God. My sisters and my brothers, a clear and concise definition of faith equips and empowers us to trust God to lead us on our path to our purpose. And, you know, I got to give you homework every week. This week, I want you to trust God for this foundation of faith. Thank him for his word. And, and while you're thanking him for his word, I want you to remind him of his word. And once you do that, then I want you to take one faith step this week. Just one. If you want to take two or three, go ahead. But I want you to I want you to make up your mind to take one faith step this week. It could be a phone call to an old friend or a family member. It could be applying for a job that appears out of your league or out of your range. It could be starting working on your business plan or it could be a plan to get out of debt. Whatever you are believing God for this week, I want you to do it, my sister. I want you to do it, my brother, by faith. And just imagine what your life could be like if you walk by faith. Imagine how, how, how reduced your stress would be if you made up your mind to live by faith. Think about how you could shift the direction of your family and future generations if you decided to walk by faith. And I believe God is using this message and this series to push you and I out of our comfort zone and into our purpose. This is the season for people of faith. Not just Christians, but people of faith. Not just church folk, but people of faith. People who believe God is telling the truth and are willing to step out of unfulfillment and into the unimaginable. My sisters and my brothers, uh, my children and I, we were watching the play Hamilton the other night. And one of the early scenes was where Alexander Hamilton is standing around. He's talking uh, with these other young revolutionaries, and he's speaking about his hopes for the future. And, and, and he's talking about his disillusionment with the British and his desire to be remembered, even if it means dying. And, and this conversation, it inspires the other revolutionaries. It inspires Lafayette. It inspires Aaron Burr. And they start talking about their futures. And, 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 and the main phrase that goes throughout the song is, I'm not throwing away my shot. And they said it over and over again. I'm not throwing away my shot. And that's what I want you to remember today, that this is your shot to walk by faith. This is your shot to change your life by faith. This is your shot to follow your dream by faith. This is your shot to change not just your life, but your family, to change generations that will follow you by faith. You have the foundation. Now it's time to stand on it. Or oh, if we were in church, we'd sing the old hymn, How Firm a Foundation ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus hath led? 
You got a firm foundation of faith today, my sisters and my brothers. I pray, don't throw away your shot. Stand on the foundation and watch what God will do in your life. I pray the word is a blessing to you today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you were to die at this very morning and you cannot say for sure that you are going to heaven, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Dear Lord, I accept you, Lord Jesus, as the sacrifice for my sin. I know that I'm a sinner. Please come into my life right now, and I will follow you forever. Amen. I believe that if you prayed that prayer, you have been transformed. That you are in the body of Christ. So we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that message blessed you. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with a friend. You can get more information about what we're doing at peterjspan.com. That's peterjspan, S-P-A-N-N.com. And not only will you get more information, you'll be able to get a copy of my book titled We Gonna Be Alright, a message of hope for believers in a God of social justice. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. God bless. Peace.